How about them Cardinals? <laughs> That's right. Thank you, Cardinals, for helping to uh, get Dallas a little bit ahead in the NFC East, East rate. Uh, folks, we're live tonight, extremely live. For those of you who have not seen me live in a while, I'm very, very, very live. Uh, really live. So we're going to do the show tonight. It's going to be a little bit different. It's going to be a call-in show. We're going to post up the number for you guys to see here shortly. It's me, Keith. We got Jake Motherfucker Welder and a special guest. So let's do it on this really awesome, really live illegal shift. The growing calls across the nation to defund the police. Giving them business down there. That's a 15-yard penalty. There's no foul on the play. It was not a hold. The, the defender was just overpowered. The illegal shift on the kicking team. That penalty is refused. Guns up, giddy up, wolf pack. This is Failure to Stop. This is the number one podcast and platform where we entertain and inform first responders and their friends. I'm John. I'm an active 911 dispatcher in the field. Joining me tonight, as always, is Chief Keith. He's a lieutenant of a fire department somewhere in rural Ohio or possibly in one of its most populous cities. I'm not sure, but we're here to entertain you tonight. We're also here on the promises of personal gain and reward. So without further ado, we're going to talk about what happened with the Cowboys. Keith, did you watch that game on Saturday night? I got to see bits and pieces of it, and I was waiting. I could not wait to go live with you tonight to get your take on it with uh, check-ins, it, it, not check-ins, or did yeah. they? Did well, I mean, I I was uh, I was what they call apoplectic. I mean, I was I was uh, I was insane. I was hand wringing, crying a lot, but in like a really manful way. And uh, so as the game ended, like, you know, we were all back and forth on on what happened. And, uh, you know, all this week, I'm kind of mad that our show's on Thursday because all this week, if you've been watching ESPN or following any of the sports, all the Lions fans are mad because the refs missed the call. And I've been talking about the refs all season. I've been talking about the refs doing the Cowboys dirty all year long. And once you know it, you know, just really not any Lions fans coming to my defense. And uh, what uh, shocker. Yeah, shocker. What's pissing me off is that uh, so everybody's talking about whether or not uh, this two point conversion uh, was was eligible as a play or not. Basically, they scored a touchdown. They had a really good uh, ending drive. The Lions uh, get possession of the ball. They go back down the field. The Dallas defense is sort of uh, inept in trying to stop them. They go down there. They score a touchdown. Good for the Lions. But um, rather than kicking the field goal, which would almost assuredly take the game into overtime, conservative play. Uh, you know, Dan Campbell, who I've been praising all season, uh, is definitely playing balls to the walls, right? He's got uh, he's going to go out there and he's going to go for two. And uh, here's the play where he throws it to Decker. It's good for two points. All of a sudden, the Lions take the lead uh, 21 to 20 with just uh, 25 ish seconds left to play. And then the flags come out. Oh, it was it illegal touching, illegal formation? Because Mr. Decker here did not uh, report as eligible. So, depending on where you line up in the position position that you play, you're not eligible to catch a ball, right? So an offensive lineman, you can't just chuck him the ball and have him run it forward. He lined up as, as someone on the offensive line. He didn't, he didn't light up line up as a tight end, which can go either way. And so he's not allowed to catch the ball. Now, what is my theory on this? I know that you're all just dying to know. My theory is that although Decker walked over there and talked to the ref, he probably just said, Hey ref, nice. You're doing a great job today. 
And why do I say that? Because all the Lions fans are saying Decker reported. He reported as eligible. Well, I've spent all week reviewing the Zapruder film on this, like much like conspiracy theorists have with Kennedy. And uh, of course, until we have body cams, we have no idea what Deckard said to uh, to the to the to the ref. But the ref goes over and he tells the defensive line, number seventy has reported as eligible. Seventy is not Decker. Decker is number sixty-eight. You can see him catching the ball there again. Here's here's some clues that he did not report as eligible. Number one, the ref said seventy reported as eligible. And just so that we're all clear, this is not confusing. Uh, this actually did get played on the PA in the stadium where the uh, where the ref says number 70 has reported as eligible. So at that point, Decker should have been like, what? I'm not number 70. I'm number 68. He should have been like, do something. You know, I don't believe the Lions had any timeouts. If I if I had it larger, I could probably see. But Campbell also knew the play. Campbell's hearing the ref say 70 is eligible. Campbell should know. Uh, but 68 catching the ball. Yeah, that, so, that's, not, that's not the one that we wanted. No, so that's not the one that we wanted. We wanted we wanted Decker to catch it, but he's not going to be eligible. So then Dan Campbell, of course, throws this fit and say, it's the lousy refs all year long, and now they've come to screw the Lions again. Well, here's the thing. The only person in that entire stadium who actually believed he was eligible was Decker because he lined up. The defense didn't line up opposite of him because he knows he's not eligible to catch the ball. The entire stadium was heard 70 is eligible. And I think I think the whole Decker walking past the official thing was was just supposed to be so that they could they could say that the refs have blown it because that's certainly how it's turned out. But let's talk about what happened after the play. So they throw the two point conversion. It's caught, but it's all meaningless because it's an illegal it's an illegal formation, right? All so even if you don't if you even wanted to say well it wasn't illegal touching or didn't report as eligible, number seventies lined up in the wrong space as an eligible receiver. So you also have another illegal formation there. Let's also talk about what happened after that, right? Because these are professional football players. So uh, the Lions get two more chances to throw a two-point conversion. On the next play, on their next attempt, they throw an interception to the defense. Of course, that play comes back because Micah Parsons was offsides, which I won't even argue. He was offsides. But when the Lions had a second chance to throw it in there for a two-point conversion, they didn't get it done. Okay, but they were given another chance. So this is their third chance for a two-point conversion. And what happens? They throw it incomplete. So I have had it with the Lions fans saying that they were done dirty. The fact is, is that you had three chances to get in there. The first chance was illegal. The second one was an interception. And the third one, as you see here, was incomplete. So what? but why am I railing so hard against that? Because Dan Campbell at this point has, has led his team on a very, very successful late fourth quarter drive marching down the field. They pushed the Cowboys off the field, went all the way down there. And he could have secured this game with overtime. If the Cowboys and the Lions had gone to overtime, he had just proven the offense was completely, they could impose their will on the field. They could go down there and do it. But he's so damn stubborn, and he's going to play so much with his ego saying, I'm going for two, I'm going to win this game now. He's going to play too aggressively that he, uh, because, because he wouldn't send out the kicker, and admit that, you know, his 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 best shot to do it, you know, deceiving the refs or deceiving himself or whatever wasn't going to work. He should have gone out there and kicked kicked the field, the, the point after, tied up the game and gone to overtime. If they had done that, the Lions surely would have won. This, this is exactly. I am almost done, Keith. <laughs> I have been taking methamphetamines all day to do this. <laughs> Believe me, I'm about to go to sleep. So. <laughs> 
so they, they <laughs> I I am dying by the way. Um so they they go out there, they don't kick it. Three times he's too damn stubborn and he proves Hall of Fame quarterback Troy Aikman correct. Sometimes Troy Aikman says these things like he's like clearly concussed. He's still in concussions from his 2000 season where he was getting his ass kicked off of the place. But Troy Aikman says this. Sometimes to win a game, you have to play not to lose a game. And I know that that sounds, like I said, it sounds like a medical problem. Like <laughs> there's a reason why. But uh, if, if he had just kicked the ball, uh, none of that, none of that uh, would have taken place. They would have won an overtime. But now. This is the final leg, Keith, and then I'm going to like turn the show over to you, and I'm going to go get hospitalized. <laughs> I'm going to explain now why none of that matters, why nothing that I just explained about how it's the lion's own fault matters. What could I possibly be talking about? It sounds crazy, right? Like, what am I talking about? I'm not even sure. So, like I said, all week long, I was looking at the Zapruder film, and this is what I found. And I was watching the game live, but uh, I went back and I noticed that with two minutes and five seconds left on the game clock, the Cowboys running back Tony Pollard hit a seven-yard gain on a first and 10 from the Detroit 29-yard line. This was the play after Jared Goff's interception to Donovan Wilson, which was awesome, by the way. At this point, the Cowboys could run the clock down and seal up a victory 17-13. to But referee Brad Allen who all the Lions fans are mad at, and they're calling for him to be flogged and burned at the stake. Referee Brett Allen called tight end, Dallas tight end, Peyton Hendershot for tripping, which negated the run and put the ball 15 yards back at the Detroit 44-yard line. Now, Mike McCarthy had a three-play passing sequence, which took just 11 seconds off the clock, which was insane. It's like he has no idea what clock management is or why you would want to manage the clock in this situation. It was a disaster. But let's focus on the tripping call. I'm going to put that on the screen because I have the film. I have the film. I have the film. So here we have uh, Aiden Hutchinson. You'll see him there. uh, Clearly throwing out his leg, attempting to sweep or kick number 20, who's running left to right on your screen. Tony Pollard's running back with the ball. You could say, well, that's unsportsmanlike. You could say it's cheating. You could say it's really shitty karate. But basically, Aiden Hutchinson, (laughs) this defensive end, is trying to stop Tony Pollard from having an successful run downfield. Now, this is a completely illegal move. He knows he's not allowed to kick out like that. But what Brad Allen, the referee, has done, he sees his kicking and throws the flag out, and he calls it on our own player, Peyton Hendershot, the tight end. So number, 80, number 97, Aiden uh, Hutchinson, throws out his leg, and we get penalized for it. So what should have been a 15, yard, 15 yards added to the end of the run, which would put us in a first down situation on Detroit's nine yard line. Instead, Brad Allen blew the game. He blew the call in favor of the Detroit Lions, giving the Detroit Lions not only another offensive drive, but three chances to score a two point conversion to win this game. In fact, I will say to you now that Detroit Lions were handed plentiful opportunities to win this game. And given those opportunities, they choked. And they do not deserve to win. And I have shown you that now with video evidence. And a lot of Dallas fans are saying, hey, I feel bad for Detroit. I remember when people were saying Dez caught the ball or Dez didn't catch the ball. This is not that same situation. Should, which should I, will you also using... say for the, I will also say for the record that it was a, was a catch. All right, Keith, I am should almost out of energy. The Pruder film with the Dallas Cowboys. I mean, I think that's a little, that's, that's poor form. 
you're saying that I'm in poor form for doing that? <laughs> Does it maybe. Burn Dallas? I, also, maybe? I, I don't know. Oh, yes, you're absolutely right. I also did put that shitty text on there to make it look older. Oh, uh, it looks like Tech Mobile from way yeah, back in the day. It does look like Tech Mobile. So I think I've yep. proven for I, th- I think I've proven for all time using film, using knowledge of the rules, uh, that the Detroit Lions were the ones who threw away that 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 chance for victory. They were given extra ample chances. They should have never been in position to have an offensive drive at the end of the game. They were given that they were given of- that by inept referees and they blew it. You're a man of the people, John. I know I'm now, more I'm more beloved now than ever. I'm sure. Watching watching that game, I, I and I couldn't wait. I couldn't wait to go live after seeing that. And when I first watched it, and not knowing you know the the Lions players' numbers, names, and whatever, because I don't pay attention to Detroit. But the way it looked and the way it was portrayed in the very beginning was that somebody had reported eligible, and that was the guy, and then. Without being able to see the numbers, paying attention, right. I was like, "Oh yeah, they they screwed it up." But no, I I agree with you as much as I don't want to. I have to agree with you that, yeah, why, the, the, why the Lions you, literally lost that game. There were multiple you, opportunities. Why do and, you not? And, why do you not want to agree with me? Well, just because gen- I, just generally the you're in the principle of you just don't agree with me because I because I can't just jump on the Dallas Cowboys bandwagon well it's, it's about it's but it's about fair officiating right no and i agree no i agree uh the lions could have won that game but they they made stupid bonehead plays and you can't and where everyone's yeah we we have hit the officiating big time you know the last couple yeah. weeks and this this wasn't this you know the, the in ineligible or eligible player i mean that 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 call was right that was correct and then you couldn't solidify the two point conversion. So guess what? Sorry, Jared Goff should should have completed that pass. I mean, had he completed it, thrown a better pass, that that would have. I mean, it would have been game over. But I want to say Jared uh, Jared Goff did a, a, an amazing job uh, on that last drive. He could not be stopped. I don't know what Dallas was thinking by softening softening the coverage. He marched down that field like nobody's business. I think the Lions should feel good going into the postseason. Campbell's amazing. Well, here's the thing. You guys are both going to the playoffs, so I mean, it's it's it, it's kind of a moot point. I mean, it's not it's not a moot point, but it is. You're going to the playoffs, so guess what? Fight you know, fight it out. You know, live live to fight another day. But where where everybody, all of the the sports pundits that were out there, they were like, oh, the the official, you know, the officials, you know, fuck this one up. Well, no, they didn't. They actually did it right, which I hate to say it. But it was funny because a couple weeks ago, when we were talking about the the officials, yeah, we need full time officials. I just want to say that I feel like we said that before most of these other big podcast, you know, sports pundits had said it. We said it first, so well, I'm taking that as a win. I know. I mean, every single episode that we've done has has mentioned the officiating in some way, but I feel like I feel like I've put this one to bed. You know, if if you guys watching want to call me at the at the end of the show when we have our call in time, you know, you can take me to task. And if I'm still awake, I will answer those questions. Uh, we have a special I, guest. I knew that was going to be a rant, though, and I I was so looking. I know. I Eric it. Eric was chewing me out for not allowing you to talk, but I, I think he doesn't realize that like uh, this has been building for five days. <laughs> It's it's like it's like Christmas vacation snots. It's just easier yeah. to let you finish. I was 
I was uh, chomping at the bit to get in there, but we have a special guest. So a couple weeks ago before Christmas or maybe even after it, I think it was before I was a guest on uh, a show called um, crispy donut community. It's on YouTube. A lot of our members here on the Wolfpack are also members of the crispy donut community. What, what is the crispy donut community? You ask, well, they're actually not about baked goods. They're all about two things. Everyday carry, which is your knives and your lanyards and your fobs. But they're also a dangerous right-wing extremist group. And so <laughs> I would like to bring on to the show, Zach. Please uh, welcome Zach. Hey. He's a, he's a former up, correctional everybody? officer. Hey, Zach. He's a former correctional officer, so he's a, he's a first responder like we are. And uh, he's also a Bengals fan. And uh, I promised, him he, I promised he would come on the show. Yes, who are they? A question for the ages. <laughs> uh, I promised him he could come on the show to do two things. Number one, talk about his beloved Bengals. I'm just only sorry that you know you're here kind R- of too late. R.I.P. R.I.P. But also to verify to the crispy donut community that I am live as fuck. Live, so. I I know. Live as they fuck. uh dead leg media came in our chat and crushed everybody's dreams that John was always recorded and that he wasn't really ever live. So. <laughs> I'm I'm li- I'm live enough in person that I don't think that I need to be live on the internet all the time. But uh, so I'll just uh, turn it over to Keith because you guys are the experts on the Bengals. But uh, I called it a Bengals funeral. But like, what went well this year? What what went wrong? Do you guys still are you still jazzed about beating the Browns this week in the battle for Ohio? You know, we need to do something. Like it, as long as we beat the Browns, my season can be over. It doesn't matter. <laughs> The unfortunate thing is, you know, the Browns are probably going to sit everybody for the most part. Oh yeah, they don't care. But, but if we beat if we beat the mistake on the lake up north, as as we call it here in Cincinnati, <laughs> I'm okay. I mean, I think we did a as good a job as we. I mean, we could have done better, but you know, bringing in a backup quarterback with Browning, he he played lights out, way better, and I had to eat a whole bunch of shit because I wanted I wanted McCarron as the backup. I want him really? in, not Browning. You have you have you have a quarterback, you know, a backup quarterback that has NFL experience, won a USFL championship. You know, I just thought he was the guy. Now Browning came out and proved me wrong. And you know, the when we pay, I, I don't even remember the number, but the exuberant amount of money to Joe Burrow. Oh. And then what two weeks later. Three weeks later, he, he it was all up, downhill from there. <laughs> yeah, it was all downhill. But we, yeah, we had Browning who came in, and I mean, that's that's a Cincinnati fan, and being in Cincinnati, we always have the phrase "There's always next year." Yeah. Now we went to the Super Bowl a couple of years ago, and we were, uh, this this town went electric. Oh, it was it, it was been, it was crazy. Yeah, I was down there for uh, one of the playoff games, and it was it was crazy down there in Cincinnati. But and it had been so long. I mean, the, the Reds hadn't done hadn't done shit. So it's like, all right, the Bengals, the Bengals are back. Well, Browning, I'm I'm very proud of what Browning did. Hopefully, Browning can get another win just to put under you know on his resume because he's going to get paid by somebody next year. Oh yeah, but, definitely. Unfortunately, I mean, we're not yeah. going to the playoffs now. I mean, we we could have beaten beaten the Chiefs. You you play so yeah. well on you play so well the first half into the third quarter, and then all of a sudden just completely shit the bed. And I was like, you know what? And I was hoping that the Bengals are going to win to be able to start this live podcast of how about them Bengals? Right. Uh, we, <laughs> could, we couldn't do that. 
So, so John yeah. got his. How about them Cowboys? Yeah, I, yeah, I did. It was also yeah. it was also fun uh, watching Jimmy Johnson go into the Ring of Honor. Everyone was treated to that. Uh, Antonio Brown texted today, like, "What does does it, does every team's Ring of Honor inductees at halftime? Does that always get nationally broadcast, or is this Cowboys propaganda?" <laughs> that was <laughs> oh, it's definitely Cowboys propaganda. <laughs> Zach, you know what everyone's answer was in the thread? What? America's team. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Sorry, man. Uh, what a what a weird week of football, though. I mean, just a complete... it was it was it was a, there were some wild games. That's definitely uh, that's definitely what happened. Zach, uh, since you're our guest, why don't you talk a little bit about what the crispy donut community is briefly? Just because I, I painted you as a dangerous January sixth styled insurrectionist group. Uh, I mean, that's that pretty much sums it up. Um, no, but yeah, so yeah, like you said, we do a lot with the everyday carry community, um, be it firearms, knives, like you said, lanyards, fobs, wallets, anything everyday carry. We uh, we definitely try to uh, um, put our brand, put our mark on everything we can. And so our we go we go. <laughs> apparently, I'm fired now, according to Luke. Um, they. Uh, we go live uh, every day, Monday through Friday, and then we go live super early Sunday morning uh, to kind of get a breakfast with the guys kind of vibe in on Sunday mornings. I actually really like it. Your hangouts, you do those five days a week. I don't know if I have the energy to do that. Obviously, yeah. I have to take I have to take math to show up once every se- seven weeks. Uh, but uh, well, that's, guys, that's why uh, you get a chance to record. You know, you record yeah. them ahead of time. I do, yes, sometimes. Um, but uh, I, you know, you guys uh, just kind of chill out and and vibe, and pe- and people, you all talk to each other, and you're actually uh, a big community, and there's lots of people in your chats, and yeah, you know, uh, I don't, I don't really, uh, I still don't really understand <laughs> what, the, what the hell you guys are, but uh, you're, you're fun, <laughs> and uh, I, I appreciate it. you guys were both very gracious to have me on, so I appreciate that. Uh, Zach, do you want to stick around as we uh, as we head into our next topic? Uh, yeah, sure. I'm great. Hopefully, I'm you have some idea of what the hell I'm talking about. Otherwise, you know, it won't be as fun. But uh, uh, yeah. Uh, so something else happened. Uh, the Panthers over owner David Teppen. <laughs> this guy. Everybody hates him. Uh, he's owned the Lions for a couple years. Not the Lions. Excuse me. I'm still warmed up. The yeah. other cat blue team. <laughs> the other the blue other, and silver cat team. The other, the other cat blue team. <laughs> Uh, in almost indistinguishable from the Lions, uh, most years. This year, they're very distinguishable with their two and fourteen record, or whatever. They're two and fifteen. I don't know what they are. They're, they've only had two wins for sure. Um, but uh, the owner of the Panthers. So this guy's a billionaire. He's in his box office suite, uh, and uh, the he's at he's playing the Jaguars, which are conference rivals. You know, they're they're just some other team, and uh, he throws his drink onto a fan. And, you know, for those of us in the corrections world, that's assault, you know, pretty much. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, it's it's something that, that we view it as, like, you know, they would be arrested for this if they were not already in, in prison. So this guy's a billionaire, like I said, and I'm not trying to get into, uh, like, the politics of uh, big money or rich people, because I think that's that's kind of a, a losing thing to get into uh, but he got he got fined three hundred thousand dollars for throwing a throwing a drink into the stands which it definitely it definitely hit some people yeah and i guess because they were they were trolling him or something did you see the video on that zach 
no, I read an article I, about I have it. I think you can see the video. Oh, well, I have it. Being I, I have the Zapruder film where I have broken down the <laughs> angle of, of the of the of the booze. And I and so you can see it through it. So I'll just play uh, this video briefly. So you're up, we're up here in the box, and uh he, he's up there, and you can see that he tosses drink out through the cup down. And uh oh, he, yeah, he's definitely he, 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 up something. Look at those fans out there. They're pointing at him. They're like, why did you just, you know, as, as a matter of law, assault us with a beverage? And so it's, can you just imagine how poor form this is that this guy, uh, you know, who's the Jerry Jones of, of the, of the Panthers, you know, that he's out there throwing drinks on people who paid to come to a stadium. I mean, yeah, they're, they're Jaguars fans or whatever, but they did buy tickets uh, to come to his stadium. And well, uh, he's throwing drinks on him. What do you guys think about that? It's pretty. Well, cool. he's he's bullshit. He's bullshit. He's got a two and fourteen team. He had a number one draft pick, draft pick, and Bryce Young, who obviously hasn't really turned out to fruition, and then traded away at two and fourteen. Still doesn't get the number one draft pick because they traded to the fucking Chicago. So he's pissed, and I get that, and I understand it. But guess what? Michael's. I saw Michael Strahan say something. He was like, look, it's just it just takes patience. You just got to be patient with it. But he he obviously I don't know what how he was being heckled or you know what was being said to him. And we all can let our emotions, you know, get the better of us. But if you're you're a billionaire owner and you want people and we just talked about when they played the Falcons where there were five hundred people in the stadium, roughly, you know, give or take, and you're throwing drinks on your patrons that are coming in and supporting your team. Where I probably wouldn't have gone. I I I have tickets to I had the opportunity to go to the Cleveland game with the Bengals. We're not going to the playoffs. I'm not going. But you're gonna throw. I I would never see. I hate I hate Mike Brown, who is the owner oh, of the Bengals, the the tightest son of a bitch on the face of the planet. But he would never do something like that. Well, he would have to actually show up for the games to do. Well, something. yeah, probably he'd have to be in he'd have to be in the building first. <laughs> But I mean, I mean, what poor form? I mean, this well, guy, and, and this you're guy loves with all these rich people, and then he's going to be a complete and utter douchebag and just. Psh. Yeah, and you're he's, two and fourteen. There's nothing they could have said that somebody hasn't said all season long to get you that mad at two and fourteen. So here's his statement too, which um, I want you guys to like listen for a specific word and see if you hear it. I am deeply passionate about this team. And I regret my behavior on Sunday. I should have let the NFL stadium security handle those Jaguars fans. He said I should have let the security handle any issues that arose. I respect the NFL's code of conduct, and I accept the league's paltry discipline of my behavior. I added the word paltry. <laughs> uh, Nicely put. So he didn't say he was sorry. He didn't say, hey, I'm sorry for assaulting you guys. or Yeah. Nothing. The, the, the he thing, pretty much said, "Go eat a bag of dicks." I'm going to go get this three hundred thousand dollars out of my <laughs> ashtray, pay the NFL, and I'm going to deal with this miserable team that I have for probably the next two or three years. Well, he keeps making terrible decisions. Uh, there's some, one other person I want to bring in on the on the Teppin thing uh, because we were talking about how correctional officers very frequently have not fine scotch thrown on us, but something that's similar in color i want to bring in of course our favorite our buffalo bills correspondent jake motherfucker welder jake uh, is uh looking uh 
very crispy and clear in his image. Uh, he, he possibly has the nicest camera here, which is weird because he's trying to conceal his identity. Jake, motherfucker welder, uh, how are you? I also thought that was poor form. I'm I'm well. I, I had something uh, thrown on me actually last night, but it was uh, several fluids that it was not scotch. So um, I, I was assaulted basically last night and uh, got to stay over and do paperwork. So that was fun. Oh, yeah. Fun. Always fun. That, that's that's no good it's what do you think about uh his his quote unquote fine and do you think he learned his lesson do you think they should probably oh, put him I, in a do they, should I, they put lex on him in the front of his cell like what should they do i think uh i think he's contrite and uh probably beside himself with shame um and i i just want to thank you for adding me finally to the illegal touching episode um in, enjoying it it just it just wouldn't have been the same without you. Well, I got all four of you guys here. This is going to be epic, but I want to thank our sponsors. Now, this show is brought to you by Ghostbed. Folks, Failure to Stop has been sponsored by Ghostbed for over 100 years. <laughs> thank, thank Ghostbed for being a proud sponsor of first responders, veterans, firefighters, correctional officers, 911 dispatchers, police officers, tow truck drivers, just about anybody that you could think of in the first responder field. And you can uh, thank them back for supporting Failure Spot Stop by going over to ghostbed.com. Use the offer code Wolfpack. You can get 40% off of whatever you find there. They've got adjustable beds. They've got cooling technology, mattresses and pillows, sheets, all kinds of great stuff. They have made it their mission in life to bring the finest sleeping products to every, every corner of the earth. Folks, we promise you sleep so good. As Eric says, it sleeps so good it's scary. But I promise you sleep so good that you will have feverish and vivid dreams of being asleep while you're sleeping on the ghost bed. It's like some sort of Christopher Nolan style, Inception style sleeping where you, where I promise every hour of normal level sleep is equal to two hours of, of ghost bed sleep. So if you're feeling run down as a first responder, go over to ghost bed and you can get these things with 0% down, 0% financing. They make it so easy that even David Teppen could go in and get a ghost bed. And uh, most of all, we appreciate Ghostbed because, of course, unlike all other mattresses on Earth, it is the only mattress that is made in the good old USA. 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 All right. That was as good as it's ever going to get. I almost want to like go on a high note and just call it good from there. Thank you. Use offer code Wolfback. Get 40% off. Go over there, folks. We appreciate Ghostbed keeping us going strong in 2024. Please remind them that you love Ghostbed. I do not want to not be funded this year because that would be slavery. So that would be wrong. So please go over there. Also, we want to thank Factor Meals, folks. Go over to Factor Meals. It's the time of year where you have you are looking back in a whole season of indiscretion when it comes to eating. Let's face it. You've been eating Halloween candy for over two months now. Your 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 blood sugar level is so high that if you were in a car accident, you could just sop it up with some pancakes and eat it, and it would probably taste fine. You're in terrible shape. You've been making terrible decisions. You've been drinking too much. All your food's awful. You're flabby. You're out of shape. And uh, this is not how you want to be as a first responder. But I know what you're saying. John, what do I do? Well, for one thing, you can stop living on a whim, right? Stop picking out your food when you're hungry. Stop stop going to the store and just eating chocolate-covered peanuts out of the bins until the managers chase you away. This is no way to live. And it's not a good way to hold up respect for the badge, particularly if you're doing this in uniform. 
plan your meals out in advance when you're feeling sane, when you're at home, when you're not run down from your shift. Have them go through the list of 300 meals on their menu. Find the ones that are chef prepared that you want to be brought to your door. They will be brought right to your house. It's like reverse trick-or-treating, but with no empty calories. And you can have great, fantastic meals delivered right to your house. You can have good, never frozen, fresh cooked, wonderful food. Like I said, it's not frozen when it gets delivered to your house. It arrives in a box. It's refrigerated. It's cold. It's safe to eat. You throw that in the fridge till you're ready. Two minutes in the microwave, it's ready to go. You know what? If you if you don't if you don't want to eat microwave food, these are not hungry man dinners. Like I said, they're not frozen. But if you don't want to eat microwave food, go ahead and conventionally conventionally prepare it. You can throw it on the skillet, throw it on the stove. You can go on a date with your favorite person. That's right, eating for one all by yourself. Go ahead and go over to Factor Meals. Use the offer code Wolfpack fifty. You can save fifty percent off to start. Start living a better life. Stop dealing with the madness of going out in the cold, dealing with the terrible weather, drivers who are worse on the road than the Dallas Cowboys. You want to go out there and uh, take care of yourself. That's why we thank Factor Meals. Uh, Jake, the Bills season, heaters on the brink. It's almost everything or nothing for them. This week, they face the outcome of possibly taking the second seed in the AFC or just going home. What the hell's going on with the Bills? This is big. Right. But there, there's a actually, a, a, of course, because having, what, 24 teams going into last week that were eligible yes. for the playoffs, yep. uh, there's a lot of different scenarios. The team that they, was eliminated was the Bengals, I believe. R- probably. Um, and if you look at the the how things have go- are going, there's still a couple different scenarios where they can get in. They can actually get in. Uh, depending on some of the games before they even play because they're playing Sunday night. So um, it's going to be an interesting game because, like, Tua's shoulder, um, he is going to be eligible to play, I guess. Um, Chubb, is, he had this ACL, so he's out for the whole season, although he wasn't a factor the last time we played. Um, Waddle's out for the game. Um, and the Bills actually only have DeMar Hamlin, Micah Hyde limited in practice so far this week but they could be uh, eligible by the game. So it will be for the AFC East title. Um, that will be determined by the game either way. But uh, how it goes, we'll see. I mean, the Bills are on a four-game winning streak. Um, the last time we played in week four, uh, we beat them 48-20. And uh, it was a mercy touchdown, let them have there at the end uh, so that it wasn't 40, 48-13. Um, and... The fish, they got trounced by the Ravens this last week. So they got a rebound. They've got a lot of issues. Um, the Bills need to work on offense, but um, our defense came up big. Rasul Douglas was balling out. He was having a fantastic fucking game. Uh, my boy Brandon Bean made a gangster fucking trade for him right at the end of the trade deadline. And that, that man is paying off in spades. So um, a lot of people right now for the – for the um, are picking the Bills for this game, of course I am um, as well. I think they've had a struggle a little bit on offense, but I think hopefully they get it together this week. Hopefully they do, or hopefully they don't. You know, whatever. I don't really. So, so you know, I want to cheer for you, but you were just so damn mean to me a couple of weeks ago when the Cowboys <laughs> lost to the Bills. What's What's interesting to me is that the game, you know, where we lost to the Dolphins, uh, in you know. It was, it was a tough loss, but now, thanks to the Cardinals, it almost doesn't mean anything 
uh thanks to the cardinals you know the cowboys can go in there and win over the redskins they're heavily favored to win the redskins and even if they lose as long as the eagles lose we take the division we play second seed in the standing so i'm feeling pretty good uh the cowboys had their chances to win the nfc east weeks ago were not amazing at all they were like somewhere around five percent and now I am cursing my own team by saying we pretty much well got it locked up. It looks like, you know, mm-hmm. uh, possibly going into another trap game. It's it's funny that it was the Cardinals that beat the Eagles because, of course, the Eagles mm-hmm. or the, the, the Cardinals beat us early on in the year. And it just shows you every every game matters. And it, um, it was really tough that uh, that we had to go through that because, you know, otherwise we'd, we'd have that division lockdown now. Folks, the call-in line is open. Uh, if you want to call me and talk to me about how great that the Dallas Cowboys are, if you want to praise America's team, <laughs> if you want to talk to me about how uh, Troy Aikman's mullet was better than Tr- Teddy Bruschi's mullet, I'm ready to entertain those thoughts. Uh, you can call in. You can dial 757-231-6916. Looks like we got an incoming call. Uh, caller, who is this? I don't know who this is. To accept, press 1. I'm gonna to press send a voicemail, one. press 2. Who do we got? Who's on the line? Hey, it's phone call. It's who? It's Bone Cold. Bone Cold. Oh, the Eagles fan. Hey, yeah, uh, you're one in five and uh, one in four in December. How you doing, bud? <laughs> uh, well, I'm currently at work. I'm doing fine. Um, had a great Christmas and great New Year's. I tend to just kind of blot out the Eagles' uh, mishap. What is going on with the Please. Eagles? Are you guys in full de- meltdown mode, or are you confident you're going to be all right? I honestly don't know what the hell's going on. I honestly think a lot of it has to do with the play calling. I don't. I don't understand what the hell they're doing. Are you you sure? have all those weapons. Are yeah, sure? I don't. I don't know what the fuck. Are you sure it's not because God hates the Eagles? <laughs> no, because if God the Eagles, we wouldn't have a Super Bowl title. We'd well, still be sitting. In well, it did take you guys like eighty-two years to get that. So, like, one was bound to slip it's, by. It, it did, but uh, you know, I, I live here in Minnesota, born and raised. I was gonna. Uh, I was I gonna know. say that the Eagles won the Super Bowl in Minneapolis, and then look what happened there. They did. <laughs> Basically, cursed the they town. I I did not go to that game. I watched it from the comforts of my own home. Well, that was good. I mean, downtown Minneapolis is not exactly safe anymore. But Bone Cold, uh, I haven't talked to you since like uh, the one hundredth episode of Night Shift or something. How have you been? Uh, good. Actually, I have some good news. Uh, my wife and I are expecting our first child in June. That's fantastic. Oh, congrats. Congratulations. Congratulations. Well done. Yeah, we're, we're, we're having a boy. Well, that that's great. You can name him after me, or you can you can call him Roger Staubach if you want, or, you know, whatever. <laughs> I'm so, just glad your stuff actually, works. Uh, perfect. Right? Same here. Um, I'm also at work, too, so I got to kind of keep an eye on the radio as well. Okay. But uh, I do actually, uh, I, I know it's like it's a sports show and everything, and I know that we're talking about NFL, but did you guys happen to watch, uh, like, the Sugar Bowl, the Rose Bowl this weekend? I watched yes. it, yeah. Um, yeah. Unfortunately. What do you guys think? I think um, Alabama, I think Alabama had a chance to win that game, obviously, but, uh, and me being a, a Buckeye fan, the the worst thing ever is Michigan winning and going to a national championship, but yes. hopefully they can, hopefully they can figure it out. They're going to have their hands full with Washington, in my opinion. Um, I'm a, I'm a Badger fan. 
So it was like, uh, I hate Alabama. I hate Michigan. Uh, can they both lose? Right, exactly. I, I'm a I'm a big Kalen DeBoer fan, so I'll be going for Washington. Uh, and uh, you know, uh, whenever I say this, people like look at me like I don't know what I'm talking about. So maybe I don't. But like you know, Harbaugh, kind of a cheaterish guy, right? Like I don't, you know, he at least got got caught doing what everyone else does. So <laughs> I, I guess I'll be right. going for Washington. But if Michigan wins, I'll be happy. I know a lot of a lot of people who are, are Wolverines fans. You might be. Dead It'll make to Jason me. slightly less happy. So I mean, you might be that, dead to me, John. Well, I mean, and, you came I mean, out against the Cowboys for no reason earlier, so the game both could have ended like, like the Gotham Knights or something. That that's the only way both teams would lose. Yes, oh, yes, the Gotham Knights would have made it. Bone Cold, thanks for calling in. Uh, you watch those radios. We're gonna do more call-in shows, and I expect thanks, you to be a regular. Okay. Sounds good. Can I say one more thing? Yeah, by all means. Um, I just wanted to say uh, you're welcome for giving you guys the division title. Well, and I look forward to seeing both of our teams in the stand at the Super Bowl. Uh, yes, at an all NFC Super Bowl. I can't wait, buddy. I don't know how that's going to work out, but maybe the all of the AFC I, I, all of the AFC teams will the, die or something. I don't know. <laughs> buddy, thanks, all right, have a good one. Guys. Thanks for calling in. I appreciate you and I love you. Goodbye. Thanks, buddy. Love you. All right, folks. Uh, before we go to our next phone call, I have a special guest who's here to take over the show. I presume because I am fired. Please welcome. Eric Tanzi to the show. Eric, I don't even oh, know if you have your microphone. Oh, on. man. Oh, the boss is here. Oh, shit. Everybody get your shit together. Everybody behave. Eric, can you hear me? No promises. He's he's uh, just here. He's uh, he's not on yet. Yeah. yeah. He needs to... There he oh, is. Oh, you're here. Hello, oh, Eric. You can see how much I sports with all the memorabilia packages <laughs> on this table. Uh, I just wanted to jump on really quick because I don't know the phone number to call in. I did, it's on the screen. It's on the screen. <laughs> you don't know my phone number? You call me a lot for someone who doesn't have my phone number, Eric. <laughs> All right. Well, you know what? Uh, I just got the emojis. I wanted to chime in and say that the Bengals guy, I can relate. Um, he probably didn't have access to those emojis, and that pissed him off, and he wanted to throw the shake. That or the Jaguars fans were doing that whole doo I can't do it. I, uh, the gag reflex won't let me do it, but that is the most Eric, obnoxious. Eric, I, aren't you from there? And I would fucking, I'm from St. Augustine, but I, the Duval thing, I would throw a hundred sodas. <laughs> 100 sodas. As you should. Uh, well, I, I just wanted to get that. Yeah, and, uh, just I wanted to say hello, and 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 I just wanted to make sure that you guys knew that it's sports knows. I don't want to like micromanage or anything like that. But the World Gravy Wrestling Championships results are in. Uh, hundreds of liters of uh, gravy was used during the contest, so the winners are in. I hope you guys are going to cover that later. And uh, again, that's the World Gravy Championships, which is a sports related issue and um, we're we're, we're going to cover that and then uh, i think we're actually going we're going to do a live special for the world uh, cornhole playoffs as well so we're going to be doing that as well oh, great oh, oh, don't 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 make fun because i actually i may have an in there i love cornhole <laughs> you know somebody i know somebody that runs runs like a american cornhole league didn't like uh doug Freddy win last year in the cornhole championship thing oh that i don't know I'm I pretty believe, sure yeah. I, was. I was watching it in in a uh, airport, and Doug Flutie. Uh, I forgot who his partner was, somebody random. But uh, I think they won. But uh, anyway, I'm gonna get out of here. But I, I want you to be impressed, though. See how much I, I love. 
I love all your sports ball stuff, and yeah. you. D- the only thing you're missing is a football bat behind you, but I it's appreciate that. Bat. I love it. You guys are crushing it. I love you guys, and I'll let y'all get back to your calling stuff. All but. right, er- Eric, where can they find you on on uh, Instagram? Don't worry about it. Go to fair to stop, baby. Join the uh, what do we got? The oh, Falconator just uh, just put in two dollars super chat. Oh, uh, thank you. Follow us on the Wolfpack, uh, the FTS underscore Wolfpack, the private group on Facebook's just. Man, that place is a lot of fun these days. So anyway, that's yeah. where I'm at most. That's the easiest place to get a hold of me right now. So. And uh, we'll see you live tomorrow for a uh, new uh, big case breakdown. Uh, right breaking here. news on that, but real, real, real quick, real quick, John. You know the guy that dove over the thing? Yeah, out on bail. What? Good night. Yep, true story. We'll talk about that's it tomorrow. Insane. All right. Th- thanks, Eric. In case you don't know what he's talking about, just turn on the internet. Okay, there's this footage of this guy leaping. Uh, <laughs> In the style of a cartoon or or Mario, usually he left over the the judge's desk and like started uh, kicking her asses. And I guess he's out on bail now. So I just have to wonder what judge set his bail because you would think you would think assault on a judge would be a no bond offense. But uh, I guess he's John, out, did you so. did you post the meme? I saw it. I, I don't know if you posted it or not. Somebody said somebody said that some football team needs to sign this guy because the way he leapt over like he, he literally was airborne with nothing touching the ground it was almost like neo from from the matrix neo or if there's another movie there's a part in the movie i know that no one's gonna get this because i think i'm the only one that likes this movie but pineapple express there's a part where seth rogan jumps down from like a uh, uh, yeah from a balcony <laughs> just the way that he throws his body uh without any form or energy and still performs like an amazing maneuver. Uh, Dude, this what, was very what an, ass that. what an ass clown that guy is, but amazing. Can't wait. Can't he wait is. to hear that. The phone lines are back open, folks. I know that Bone Cold wanted to yeah. call it. If no one else wants to call, that is okay. Uh, but this is your chance to talk to Chief Keefe. You don't just have to talk to me. Uh, right. Looks like I did, I did miss a call. Uh, I'll try calling that person back. Let's see what they say. If anybody has any sports questions from Obscure Sports Quarterly, make sure you call Eric Tanzi. Oh, it's dead leg. I'm calling. I believe I'm calling dead leg. Let's get dead leg on the line. I like it. Aloha, dead leg. Why are you calling in when you can just jump on Streamyard? Well, because I don't have pants on. Oh well, just yeah. Well, yeah. What's funny is neither do I. Thank you. Uh, How how do you know any of us do? That's a nice thing about not doing it at the varsity. I can do it at home. There's somebody down here. Oh gosh. You are about to go. You are this close to going. Deadleg, how are you? Well, if Jake would let me out from underneath the desk, I'd be a lot better. Okay, you're about to go. I know you're an Ohio State fan, so like I don't even know why you're here, but how are you? What what do you want to talk about, Deadleg? I just want you guys said to call in, so I'm calling in, showing some love. You guys are doing this is awesome. I don't even follow the sports, but I love you guys. You guys the the you're entertaining. I'm following it just because of that. Well, it helps when we go live, right? Yeah. Yeah, the pre-recording, not fun. Well, we try to get in the chats when we pre-record, but <laughs> I am I am very, very happy that we were able to go live this week. To everyone who likes it live, and there are some, like, have you noticed that I'm not really talking to you in the chats? Like, do you miss, like, interacting with me in the chats? Well, it's because I'm doing a show right now, and... <laughs> And yes, Zach, I can type to them. And Luke, since Luke's listening, I can't yeah. type back. You know, <laughs> if Keith wants to take over the show, I could do some of that for a while. But, uh, you know, when, when I'm not live, I'm actually more interactive. So, like, I, I feel like there's a trade-off there. 
I'm blanking the live. All right. Well, thank you for calling in, Deadleg. I appreciate you. I will we talk to you. We love you as time. always. Love you guys. Put, put some ice Bye, on guys. it. I'll talk to you later. See ya. Falkernator, you can call in anyway. You don't have to talk about sports questions. Falkernator may not call in because I told her that she had a self-imposed ban that she was not. Oh, was not yeah. I think. Well, I, Nader, think I would. I, I would love call. it if. I would love it if you called in, uh, because I know that you really don't want to. You called in uh, on our last game <laughs> show or whatever. And I think you just left a voicemail. So, I'm hoping we, call, I'm hoping we get another call. But I did. I did send this to to John real quick and. Uh, not that we've been covering NFL, obviously, because that's like the big hot button. And then obviously, you know, bowl games and whatever. But I have my opinion on the bowl games the way they are. But I literally okay. saw. Sorry. Sorry. We got somebody in the line. Who's calling? We. <laughs> we. You have to say your oh, name. Well, I guess it's. Yeah, it's Beignet and Beignet's mom. Oh, oh. Beignet's mom. Uh, damn it, Beignet. <laughs> Carly, how are you, and uh, how is hockey going for you? Um, I mean, hockey would be a lot better if I wasn't a Sharks fan, but, you know, I got to be loyal, so we're still here. <laughs> Go San Diego Sharks. You know I'm a big fan of them. Um, oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> did I even get it right? No, 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 you no, don't. Not even no definitely not. That might be a deep callback reference, Carly. Carly, how are you? Um, I mean, I'm getting over being sick, but well, it's fine. I'm, I'm just getting home from work. I'm just getting started. Carly, uh, you're actually my favorite caller. Sorry, Foxy, because you were the first person to ever call me when I was starting the show a year ago. We were <laughs> we were trying to get voicemails before the show started up. And uh, I was driving home in a blizzard. Yeah, you answered the phone. I was driving home one night in a blizzard at 1 a.m. And uh, Carly calls me for the first time. She just cold calls me. And I answer. She thought it was going to be some machine that was taking this voicemail. I'm like, hello? <laughs> and she's like, why did you answer? This is, so, this is so awkward. And I'm like, because I think I might die. And I want to talk to a person before I die. <laughs> you know, at least you were on the line with a dispatcher. I just couldn't help you. Yeah. I could have told you my coordinates or something, but I didn't. I didn't really. Well, I've had a good run. There would be no reason to do that. How is Beignet doing? Does he still have? Does the, she still have more followers than me? Oh, she does. And she is right here now. <laughs> she it, is Beignet. right here day to day. Carly, wh- Carly, when are you coming back to do another uh, episode of uh, Hard Time? Um, I mean, whenever you'll have me, I guess. Okay, so uh, Saturday. Jake, um, <laughs> just, just yeah, live on the air of everyone. Yeah, not to put you on the spot or anything, right? Not Zach, at all. But Zach, yes. Zach, we should get you on to a super team for corrections. Since oh Zach, yeah, that'd be fun. Yeah, we so said we could we can uh, pick your brain and uh, now that now that I've been hearing all of our episodes over again, I realize that I have told all of my stories. So we yeah we need somebody else to get in there. Uh, Keith, we can have you just because of the number of times you've been incarcerated. I think it would be nice to get the the other side of that. So uh, I know you're I know how the bracelets feel. I get it. There you go. You you could be on the show anytime. Carly, thanks for calling in. Give Beignet a treat for me. Uh, go home and check your mail. And I appreciate you calling in. Is this still the Every first beignet, or is there a new one? This is at least the second beignet, yeah. as far as I can tell. If you go back and look at the pictures, the spot on the nose moves around. So this is at least the second beignet. Poor beignet, R.I.P. 
R.I.P. R.I.P. Original beignet. But hopefully you have a constant supply of new beignets to keep your mother uh, <laughs> uh, wealthy forever. And so she can quit her job yeah, of well, working in corrections. She's not going to die ever. She's going to live on forever. I honestly, I honestly hope so because uh, Beignet is a good dog and uh, very cute. It's like when your kid gets oh, a goldfish, you just buy him the same goldfish. It would be, it would be like that, Zach. Except she's literally trying to monetize the dog. Like the dog has a lot of followers. I mean, I think I believe I believe doesn't Beignet have a sponsorship or endorsement deal with CDC right now? Uh, oh, yes, we, we, we do. We do have the corgi coming up. Yeah, so I, I think I think as we're talking over each other a little bit. This is just what happens on a live sports show. You guys wanted it live, and this is what you get. But I think Beignet the Corgi is literally a spokesmodel dog or something yeah. for a knife. There's lots of pictures of, of uh, Beignet the Corgi on the internet, like very carefully using and safely using a knife. So uh, you guys you know can... when she gets her, her Corgi knife, she you will... Can make lots of pictures of her threatening people with it and fine well defending herself so just remember folks you can go get a limited edition beignet the corgi knife and remember all the proceeds go to a very good cause helping carly not have to do corrections anymore so uh, go ahead and buy one of those and i believe it supports cdc as well and their attempts to overthrow the government so it's really a two for one yeah yeah so we we appreciate that. that Saturday would be a great day for me to come on being, you know, January 6th and all. Oh, uh, yes. Now we're demonetized, but it's okay because I did it to you earlier. So this is my just desserts. Carly, thank you for calling in. Jill, Jill just welcome. said you, you guys are talking to a celeb corgi right now. Uh, I went on their show, or I was just in the chats earlier, and I and I and somehow January sixth came up, and everyone was talking about how much they want to like storm the Capitol, like all the CDC members. And I asked, I, I asked, you know, Luke over there, which was his favorite, you know, right wing militia group, and he put me in timeout, and I and I had to sit there and endure it for like ten minutes or whatever. It was really harsh timeout. I'm a moderator over there, and I didn't know, I didn't know moderators going to get put in timeout, but. In fairness, like uh, you know, it's a source of income for him, and maybe I should have been ruining it. And now, <laughs> right, now that I don't get money from this, you know, he's he's did, made me. Bad. Did the FBI reinstate you so you could get Whitmer? Was that did that happen at the end of that? Or, um, I was about to say something that would would be problematic for our <laughs> FBI watcher. I just wanted to say to our FBI watcher, if you want to, you could call in seven five seven two three one six nine one six. Uh, you right. could tell me if you you know if you're actually a, a Washington Redskins fan, or if you know you're if you're going for the Senators this year, or whoever your team is, if you're based out of Washington, or perhaps you're in the Fargo field office or somewhere closer to me. But go ahead and call in if you enjoy the show. Uh, you don't have to identify yourself as an FBI agent. You could just use your, ironically, your government name. That would be fine. Um, I'm about to call out, uh, shut down the phone lines. This is your last chance to call in. Seven five seven two three one six nine one six seven five seven. Two three one sixty nine one six. You can call in and talk to the whole gang, or possibly just Jake specifically. Just want to remind you that <laughs> Jake may or may not be married, so just keep that in mind before you call in. Um, and, and, and Kiefer, you were talking about the bowl games, which I will never get to because we have another call. Call from it's Will. Will, hello. How are you, Will Cray? No, no, no. College show would be complete without Will Cray. How are you? Absolutely. Will are, speaking of uh, romantic entanglements, are you still are you still single, Will? I'm fucking single as fuck. <laughs> well, you know, you got a good heart, a special heart, and you shouldn't just give it away to anyone. How are you, Will? Uh 
Not too bad. Thank you for calling to tell me that. What's on your mind, bud? (laughs) Well, since this is a football show, I have a football question. Go ahead. Listening. All right. So, Super Bowl is coming up. Who do you you have a mild stroke? Get there and absolutely lose. Who who's going to win the Super Bowl and who's going to lose? Is that what your your question? No, 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 no. Who's going to lose? Who's going to lose the Super Bowl? What do you think is going to get there and absolutely lose? I think the Ravens. Them Cowboys. The Ravens are going to go down in the AFC Championship game. I think. Guys, do you realize if the Cowboys lose the Super Bowl, I'm still going to be thrilled, and I'm still going to be a, an incredible asshole to everyone for a year. So <laughs> if the Cowboys okay. lose, if the Cowboys lose the Super Bowl, it's still going to be John up to eleven. So as, as long as they lose to the Bills, it's all okay. Uh, the well, that would break, uh, you know, natural laws, you know, for the Bills to win the Super Bowl. Like, <laughs> could be worse. Could, they even, could lose to the Browns in the Super Bowl. Uh, if the Browns go to the Super Bowl and they win, man, you know, I, I want the Cowboys to win. Like, that goes without saying. But if if the Browns won the Super Bowl, this would be their first league championship since 1964. And Joe Flacco winning one for the for the rival team. I actually uh, kind of want to see that now at this point with <laughs> Flacco being there. I actually kind of want to oh, see it. Oh, man. Getting up on the couch, drinking a beer. I actually made a meme of myself with my beard with a picture of Joe Flacco from uh, their last game. And I was like, ooh, it almost looks the same. He's got a microphone. I've got a microphone. I was like, it almost looks the same. I could get off the couch and throw, sling a pass, putting my PBR down. Well, you, but I want to see, I want to see Flacco go. I was going to say, like, you might, might go suit up in relief of Jake Browning this weekend. You just never know. Um, <laughs> I might have to. Fuck. Uh, you might, you might have to, or uh, in, in, in relief of Nick Mullins, if you don't mind driving over to Minneapolis. But uh, I like, I like purple. It's yeah, not but- too bad here. Like weather wise, or what do you mean? So, so what's what's Will Curry's prediction? Technically, both Will, crime and weather. It's not that bad. Will, who's going to lose the Super Bowl? The Cowboys. Again, I don't, I don't, they were, I don't think the Cowboys were, make it. To be honest with you, I don't think. Yeah, the Cowboys, I, I I think they lose first round. Say, I think it's going to be it I, with the way they predicted with the colors of the the Super Bowl. I think it's going to be Ravens 49ers. And I think, oh, 40, I think 49ers, I don't disagree, but I think 49ers win. That would be a sad day for America because then they would, <laughs> uh, I believe they would have six, uh, six Super Bowls at that point. And I know. Awful. You know, None if, of that, us if, that. The, if that happened, at least Aaron Rodgers would be right about something. I mean, <laughs> maybe. Uh, bye, Will. Uh, <laughs> bye, we've got an incoming call. Oh, were we gonna were we gonna talk about Aaron Rodgers, Jimmy Kimmel? Yes, we'll talk about about that. Hello, who's on the line? Is this David? Sergey, do you realize you're calling a different show? (laughs) Yes, yes. Sergey realizes he's calling a different show. Sergey says that it's going to be Ravens and 49ers. Now, Sergey, do you go in uh, for uh, all the conspiracy theories about that? No, 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 no. Sergey doesn't believe in conspiracy theories. Government is good. Batting 1,000. Batting 1,000. 
sounds about right. Okay, Sergey, thanks so much for uh, uh, thanks so much for for calling. Well, we got another call coming in. Who's on, who's on the line Brittany now? Brittany Faulkner or Falconator. It's Faulknerator. Press it's one. Press two. Oh, it's her. Okay, let's actually bring her in. Faulknerator, hello. How are you? You you kicked off Sergey. I'm sorry. No, don't don't <laughs> apologize. <laughs> You realize that he living in Russia, he only gets one call per year, right? Why are you trying to make me feel bad? The first first time caller and not leaving a fucking voicemail and you gotta treat me like shit, John. Oh, I'm sorry. Damn. I'm sorry, Brittany. Brittany, who do you think's gonna lose the Super Bowl? Um, I hope both teams have fun and yay for it. Thank you for I calling think. in to say Nicely that. played, Britt. Nicely yeah, played. Very, I like very it. Nice. The, the best apology is the sandwich, Faulknerator. Yeah. Yeah. I am so sorry. No. Hell, I don't watch football. I, I, I barely got. Hey, I watched the Cowboys and Lions games because of, you know, the fans and shit like that. And my daughter actually wanted to watch because my neighbor's a Cowboys fan. So. Well, we are all uh, across we'll America. Oh, and I love it. You were gearing up That's for this true. show. You were gearing up to blast John's dreams, and it didn't happen. Damn it, Keith. That's Maybe. what we call it. That's what we call a team player. Right. And thanks for calling in despite uh saying yay sports. Yes. <laughs> Brit- Brittany, uh, in all honesty, you've been one of my biggest supporters. You've always been very positive with me. I know that you act out negatively for attention a lot. I don't know why, but I really do appreciate you. You've been a big you've been a you're like the secretary of state of the Wolfpack. So I appreciate you for always calling in all these years. And you were one of the first people to leave me a voicemail too. I think you left me a voicemail before Carly did. So I really appreciate you. Thanks for everything uh, over the last year. I thank you for all your support. We love we love your support. On on this platform. I love everyone too. You guys are you bring so much fun. How could I not like finally try and call for once well you you call in next time you're always welcome here even though you call it sports ball or whatever we appreciate you (laughs) it's mike the cop okay i I love when he said it okay (laughs) he's he's not here so you have to deal with me now but anyway i i understand rest in peace mike yes r.i.p to mike the what you know it's it's been two years now He, he, his last episode was in 2022, but all right, I'm going to let you go because we have got to talk about the Sugar Bowl and the Rose Bowl. Thank you for calling in. We pre- really appreciate you. Friend. I'll be listening. Bye. All right. Bye, guys. Thanks, girl. All right. I think I'm going to close out the phone line since I already had to hang up on Sergey, and we do need to <laughs> at some point. But we'll do we'll do more call-in shows, folks. If you like doing that, if you like calling in, uh, then, then we'll do that. So Washington wins, and uh, who won the Sugar Bowl? Remind me. I'm just completely. No, you had, you had, you had the Rose Bowl. You had the Rose Bowl with Michigan and Alabama, and <clears throat> like I said, me me being an Ohio State fan, I just I wanted Michigan to lose. I've never rooted for Alabama in my entire life. They had the chance, they didn't. So they're going, you know, they're going to the championship, but they got they got their hands full with Washington. I mean, it's. Well, I mean, we'll see. But like you said, Harbaugh is a cheater. He will always be a cheater, but he will probably be the Raiders head coach next year. In my opinion, I'm making that prediction now. Do you think he'll come back, though, because he was already with the Raiders and he got disillusioned with the NFL and it seemed like he had a lot more success? I mean, I mean, I guess he did go to the Super Bowl with the Ravens. So, 
no, 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 no. You're thinking yeah. of his brother. He he yeah, was so with San brother. He was with yeah. San Francisco. But they, but they both went to the Harbaugh Bowl. They were they were both yeah. coaching that one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he'll yeah. go back into the NFL because with the way with you know with the whole cheating, you know, the cheating scandal and all that stuff. Michigan, there's no way, there's no way he stays in Michigan. He's going back into the NFL, and they're they're already courting him. And the Raiders are probably the front line, in my opinion. Well, and the Patriots are getting rid of uh, Belichick, Belichick, and they're already used to a cheating coach. They may try to go for him. (laughs) Oh, see, I I I never met you before, but now I like you, and you're (laughs) yeah. I I think we just became friends. I was gonna say he does seem like he would fit in more with uh, the Patriots, and you know they're gonna have an opening. So you you never know, I guess. But uh, he could possibly have his choice because he is a, a pretty well uh, liked coach. But so who's gonna win uh, the college football championship game? I'm hoping Washington. I mean, Michigan. Michigan's a tough team. I mean, I, I will give them. I'll give them everything, all the kudos because I mean they've they've played their balls off. But I want to see Washington win. That's that would be. The, the finality for me, just call it a day. Yeah. Um, I'm just, uh, I'm starting to feel uh, sad because football is kind of coming to an end. You know, we're facing week, week 18, and um, even though the Cowboys have like four more games to play, you know, uh, <laughs> it, it, it always kind of feels bad this time of year. It, it feels, you know, it feels like it's coming too soon. Uh, I'm going to go out on a limb. I'm just going to ask real quick, and then maybe never again. Anybody here care about the XFL besides me? I pay attention to it, but that's I, I still, mean, I, that's still I don't a thing. Follow. They just uh, merged with the USFL, so now it's a joint league, and it's called something else now, though, isn't it? UFL, isn't it? yeah, the which UFL, is not as, yeah. not as good, which, but... which I think it's what they needed to do because they yeah. either one of those were going to sustain on their own. No, yeah. they were competing for talent. You because you couldn't be in both leagues and. Um, you know, there was there was a lot of teams that just weren't selling tickets. I think the Las Vegas Vipers or whatever were historically low, but the St. Louis Battlehawks were doing very, very well. So it'll be interesting. I like the spring game. We've mentioned the XFL before in the show because they do a lot of experimental stuff that yeah. the NFL could really use, like like transparent officiating. Like when they officiate in the <laughs> XFL, you hear every single thing they're saying. Yeah. Right. And and so there would be no question about, you know, whether or not someone tried to report as eligible or not because I mean, you would be able to go back and I'm sure that's recorded. I, you would be able to go back and listen to that. And the XFL would have the balls to say, you know, if this happened, which I don't believe that it did. But if you said, hey, I'm going to be eligible on this play, you know, the XFL would have overturned that because the XFL, first of all, they, they, they put integrity number one, but also gambling is an even bigger number one on top of that. So you got to make sure that, that both gambling and integrity is a place in the XFL. But, you know, they, they seem to have solved a lot of problems that the NFL could adopt. And I know that uh, they do have a limited partnership with the XFL, or at least they did last year, where they were doing some some kind of uh, – they were using the XFL as sort of a farm league or something. Uh, I don't remember the exact details on that. But it could be interesting to talk about. Hopefully, you guys will still want to talk about spring football because otherwise we're going to be talking about hockey and, like, baseball and stuff. And I'm going to have to, like, watch Field of Dreams and – <laughs> which is fine you know but you know i'm gonna have to like pretend for, that i know a lot for love of the game that's a great one. love of the game the natural oh the other the, good the best, movies. best ever by the way yeah we, we, we you, do, got, you got to go watch rookie of the year i mean oh, rookie of the year. Rookie of the year. angels in the outfield angels in one. the outfield that was yeah. a good one too 
Uh, I don't think that would league. exist on. I don't think that would they exist on, on physical media anywhere anymore, though. <laughs> I think. I think before before we turn it down, we, we do have to hit the Aaron Rodgers talking Jimmy Kimmel shit. Yeah. Because yes. holy let's, cow! Let's what go around. Just, let's go around the horn. Around the horn and have everyone take their their takes on it. Kiefer, what do you think about it? I I didn't hear exactly what Jimmy Kimmel like. Uh, uh, supposedly, Jimmy Kimmel aired something off McAfee's show on his show. I didn't see that original, but I saw what what Aaron Rodgers just said a couple of days ago that Kimmel's going to be on Epstein's list. And right. oh my He's- god, I about pissed my pants. Well, the thing is, is that, um, you know, Kimmel was trying to paint Aaron Rodgers as sort of a conspiracy theory idiot because he was someone that put a lot of credulity or weight in terms of who was going to be on the Epstein list and that it was going to sort of rock the entertainment, political and powerful world, which it may as yet do. Uh, Jimmy Kimmel was not on there. I did check for Kimmel's name. But uh, so what, I guess what happened was is that, you know, Rogers made this remark about how, hey, hey, if Kimmel's name is on there, you know, I'll pop a cork, meaning he'll, he'll celebrate or whatever. <laughs> but, uh, you know, Kimmel's name was not on there. But the, then I guess a lot of people started threatening Jimmy Kimmel, which just sounds like Earth sounds like normal things. Like, first of all, if you're if you're Jimmy Kimmel and you're a celebrity. You have already been threatened by people. You already have weird stalker people. You already have a team of probably armed security. So this whole thing about like, I'm going to sue you if you don't cease and desist makes him look like a whiny bitch. Uh, Are you going to tell? And the thing is, Aaron Rodgers is just being glib. He's just telling a joke, too. But it's only funny when Jimmy Kimmel does it. When someone else does it, well, he's responsible for threats and he'll be held responsible. Hey, man, you put my family in danger. You know, Jimmy Kimmel is out there telling jokes every week and and he doesn't know the consequences of those things because he's never held to account for those. No one's ever getting on Twitter or TV or whatever and saying, hey, hey, Jimmy Kimmel, stop teasing me. Stop, stop, stop hurting my family with these threats. And if you if you actually do want to address the people that are that are threatening you, Jimmy Kimmel, uh, maybe deal with the people that are threatening you because they're already going to do it. They're just going to find some reason. So uh, Roger just you, on McAfee's show for for fuck's sakes. Yeah. I, yeah. Which is not a serious <laughs> show. I mean, they have disclaimer running at the bottom of the screen the entire time. Uh, and I love it. Don't don't sue us. Just made just made him look like uh, an absolute, uh, you know, whiny liberal uh, right. beta male guy, which is exactly what he is. Zach, I want to get your take on that. I mean, along the same lines, that's what I thought when I first saw it was like dead. Like just said, like he made his career like on the man show. Yeah. And no and time to change your you man know, pond over there. Mean tweets and all that other stuff that he used to do and like get these celebrities to come on and read people trashing them but then as soon as soon as someone says something about him he's gonna take them to court and i yes he just sounds like a whiny liberal at the end of it sad and pathetic and uh it's also him just trying to remain relevant and you realize the feud if they get into a feud that's very good for kimmel's ratings because now people are going to tune into kimmel and see what he has to say about aaron Rodgers or the latest thing so don't don't be fooled it's either it's either him being like a total loser or it's a savvy ploy the same way that stephen a smith bashes the cowboys he secretly loves them but he knows if he goes on the air and pretends not to you know so it'll get the ratings uh jake Let's get your thoughts on Aaron Rodgers kind of being a D-bag or if Kimmel's worse or what. I think uh, Kimmel's just upset because people are actually laughing at Aaron Rodgers jokes um, because they're funny. And yeah. we all and we also all know that uh, when you eat mushrooms, you double in size. So I'm taking Aaron <laughs> Rodgers. 
<laughs> Nicely played, sir. I was gonna I was gonna say Carly wanted you to go out on a dad joke, but I think that counts, right? Yeah. <laughs> I've got another one queued up if you need all right. it. But that, all that right. was you go, yeah. you go ahead, Jake. You go ahead and go ahead with your with your with your dad joke. So what do bad football teams and possums have in common? Hmm. They both like to play dead in week 18. I don't know. They both play dead at home and they get killed on the road. Oh, you fucker. <laughs> Very good. All right, Jake, I'm going to bid it. you good night. I will catch up with you apparently on Saturday to record another episode of Hard Time. Thank you, buddy. As always, stick around until after the show, if you would. Zach, we appreciate you dropping by. It was it was fun being on with you guys. I'm Zach, sorry that like I'm sorry that there uh, was like four of us and we had a bunch of call-ins and it was kind of a hectic show, but uh, uh you're welcome here anytime. I would also wanted to say a special thanks to everybody out there in the CDC community who dropped by. I threw a bunch of memberships around. I guess I encourage you if you're a CDC member, even though Zach's not here every week. Uh, there are things here on Failure to Stop that you'll enjoy, particularly if you're a first responder or if you're just curious about the field. Uh, Jason here is a firefighter. He's been firefighting uh, for over 100 years. I've been a 911 dispatcher for almost nine. Eric Tanzi is a former police officer. He breaks down uh, cases in police and talks about what it's like to be a police officer, especially in these troubling times. He's got Tyler and active police officers with him. We got comedy on Monday nights. I do true crime, which I believe is Luke's favorite show. Uh, we, do, we do true crime on Tuesday with Kendra. There's just a lot here on Failure to Stop to Enjoy. We hope you uh, will give us a chance. Check out the channel. We're trying to, to grow strong. and um, We just appreciate everybody out there in the CDC community for coming by and supporting us tonight on Illegal Shift. It was fun. We yeah. appreciate you, Zach. Uh, now that I have reached out to you on uh, Instagram, I will get in touch with you, and we're going to get you on Hard Time because, uh, frankly, people are sick of me on that show. So we'll get you on, buddy. <laughs> Hang around for the end of the show, and I appreciate you, bud. You have a good night. Thanks for having me, guys. Yep, stick around. All right, Keith, it's just you and me, mano a mano. What the hell's your beef with the Cowboys? Just because you like them. All right, we, we have to throw some. We have to throw some. Uh, you do. know, discretion. Yeah, just you know, keep, keep it lively. You know, we, you and I get along too well. So, like next week is the beef show where we're just mad at each other for no reason. Yes. That works so well. I know, I know it works for like uh, what was that show uh, Undisputed with Skip and Shannon? Where like they just argue the whole time. We're gonna experiment with that format next week. I'm gonna uh, send you a bunch of mean mean texts this week. Just yes. To get well, you you're already sending me stuff anyway. That maybe you notice I'm not responding to. Jason, where can they find you? Uh, I am a Jakeeve21 at Instagram, and then also we got my podcast. One more, and I'm out of here on Instagram, Facebook. Uh, we're on Spotify, iHeart, Apple, you know, anywhere you can find your audio, please go take a listen, take a watch on YouTube. But, I like uh, that show. It's Cincinnati based, but you guys will talk about just anything. And uh, with the exception of Rob, a stellar cast over there. So just really interesting and fun show. These guys have been good fans of Failure to Stop. Uh, yes. We love them so well that I have met Jason in person. I have hugged him. He is uh, brittle and delicate. And that is why he fell off a boat and got injured earlier this year. Uh, we appreciate everybody over there at uh, Even Rob over there at uh, one one more and I'm out of here. Check them out, folks. Failure to stop, as I said, is a full family of shows. You get uh, conspiracies on Sundays and on Mondays. You get live comedy, true crime on Tuesdays, Wednesdays. You get all the political news on Thursdays. You got sports Fridays. This is the big big case breakdowns. We have it all here on Failure to Stop. You can find us on uh, Rumble. You can find us on YouTube. You can find us on Spotify. 
iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts. Leave us a five-star rating and review. Share the show. We're looking to go strong in 2024. We're here for you. Thanks for stopping by tonight. We appreciate all you guys. And uh, as always, guns up. Giddy up. Yeah. Good night, America. <laughs>